Welcome back. We've been off the air for three years and 20 minutes now at this stage. Private joke. Um, this is the return of Train Your Inn and uh, I'm Dylan Clayton down here in Ringsend, Irishtown Community Centre, Rick Radio, our brand new state-of-the-art studio, which I still can't work. Ha, ha, ha. Um, we have a brand new team of Train Your Inn people and I'm going to uh, introduce our captain and centre-half and... Uh, He's probably the manager as well, but he, without without got sent off as well. And sent off, <laughs> chalking up a few elbows. You, if you don't know who it is by now, you'll never know. The one and only Mr. Derek Bowden. Uh, welcome back to everybody. Um, it's strange. I can't believe it's three years. Um, is it that long ago? But maybe COVID has had to take and all half our brains anyway. So, but uh, the idea. It's great to be back. And as I said, uh, I did say. Earlier on, before Dylan didn't hit the record button, um, <laughs> I did say that we we have been um, approached by a lot of people who have commented on the show over the years asking for it to come back. Um, people in the area, people D4 and D2 and outside the country, um, people in Canada and Australia and uh, people in Canada and Australia, there's my phone going off, I'm very unprofessional. Um, They're probably from Canada. Yeah, <laughs> this is... But uh, over, overall, it's it's been great, and, and we want to get it going again. What we want to try aim at is the likes of the local stuff, um, the likes of the Cambridges and the schoolboys and schoolgirls, the over 35s, the, senior, the Leicester senior football. We don't, we're we're going to try to do our best not to uh, give somebody too much time and spread the time out around. So, But if you have any topics that you want to bring up, anything that at all that you, you, you think it should be, maybe it's a fundraiser, maybe there's something going on, maybe you're on a great run, obviously are at the moment, but when it's up and running, give us a shout. Sorry, Charlie, and how they give us a shout will be, we have a new phone down on the station and um, you can whatsapp us in on 089-4469-542 or you can gmail us in at rickradio r-i-c-c radio 2020 so that's rickradio2020 at gmail.com so that's our contact details and if you have any issues or or, or ideas or stuff you can contact us um through them means uh in beside charlie at center half we have uh Brand new addition to the to the show. He's never been even in the uh, radio station before. The one and only Cambridge's Mr. Keith O'Brien. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks, uh, Derek. Um, glad to be here and uh, looking forward to it. Um, um, I'm about to get a blank just right now. <laughs> just, just, just on top of it, we'll, we'll kick in. If people are getting confused with Charlie and Derek, they're the same person, right? <laughs> Cherik. Not, there, there isn't three of us here, yeah. My name is Cherik. But uh, Keith did, did a walking three men, Charlie. <laughs> oh, yeah, for three. Um, just on Keith's side of things, and with Cambridge, I know they've been doing a lot of fundraising, and um, I'm going to pass you over to Keith and let him give you a rundown on how they're coping with COVID and how the clubs and the players are getting on. You know, it must be very hard, Keith. Really, really tough, Charlie. Um, but one thing Rings End and the general area do great is uh, adversity. They, they strive and they come together. And that's exactly what happened there a couple of weeks ago. Um, myself and a few of the lads on the committee and the girls on the committee, we were trying to come up with a way of getting the kids back involved and parents as well back involved. Something fitness-based, something uh, to get their minds working again and to get a bit of team spirit going again, get back engaged with the club. And our chairman, David Cassidy, fair play to him, he, he came up with this novel idea of 
walking from Ringsend to Irish Town, but doing it the long way around. So walking around the whole coastline of Ireland, which is about 3,171 kilometres. And uh, we said we do it in the month of February, and we do do it uh, in conjunction and to raise money for the Laurel Lynn Children's Hospice, Children's Foundation. And the response was astronomical. It was absolutely out of this world. Um, within two weeks, we'd done the distance already and raised half the money. So we said, we, we, let's do it again. Let's walk the other way around. So we walked around the coast of Ireland again, and we ended up raising nearly three and a half thousand euros. And uh, in no small part to a, uh, one of our colleagues that just walked in the door there a few minutes ago, Thomas Gregg, he uh, jumped on board and pushed it over the line, uh, doing 58 kilometers for the 58 years. I thought it should have not been 59, Thomas, no? Um, 58 <laughs> kilometers Thomas done in, in a few, in 12 or 13 days to do. Uh, to, I think to, he ran it. Yeah, no, he did actually, yeah. Yeah, he done fantastic. Well, it's, it's, it's saying if you ever seen Thomas running, they probably said he was walking anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, so the club got together, the parents got involved, and the kids got involved, and it was actually great because the kids have been missing each other, missing their teammates, and missing that camaraderie and team spirit, which is something that you can't buy or can't teach. You know, um, they they missed it, and they they start sending my own young lad. Uh, they were in what their, their team WhatsApp groups and they were sending messages. How did you do today? I done 5K. I done 10K. So it's important that, like, you know, that, that okay, they're getting out and about now, but it's the head. It's keeping the head right as yeah, well. It's definitely. it's getting them talking to each other. And, yeah. you know, uh, what, about, what about with the, the schooling? A lot of them doing schooling and then doing the... Yeah, we tried our own team that I coach or help coach. Um, we tried to do Zoom training and stuff and it, it just hasn't worked for our team. The, the kids are... They're doing their schooling online and all, and to, to get them to do their football training online, we we found it tough. So we kind of we end up throwing the towel in at that, and we just sent out um, plans for the kids to do themselves. And and if they could, and we we've, we've been engaging with our teams, with the parents. Um, I know some of the teams are doing fantastic. I know a couple of our other teams, their Zoom training is is going. And would it be fantastic. older groups doing better, or younger groups doing better, or is it a mixture of or? Yeah, well, it's definitely the older. I, I know, I know for a fact. Um, the the under fourteens have been doing fantastic. They've been doing some great stuff, and uh, we actually had a, a great little buzz there two weeks ago, and, and it was a big thanks to uh, our local FAI rep, John O'Tormy, and the FAI and the Sunderland uh, Foundation. They got some of the youth coaches from Sunderland to do a Zoom class for about forty. Cambridge so Sunderland kids. are big into this because I remember years ago doing it with my own. She's twenty one now, but when she was eight or nine Sunderland were over here and they used to do a couple yeah. of training courses so they're yeah. still involved oh, somewhere along the way the, the, the lads they were they were young enough the lads that were doing themselves a couple of them were maybe 19, 20 and then a couple of them were senior coaches like uh, in, in their in their 30s but the effort they put in and the ease at which they put the kids and the drills they did my young lad I was in work at the time but I, I, I was on the Zoom call I wasn't partaking Is that something that you could see that likes to say Rovers or Shells yeah. or somebody else yeah. should, should jump yeah. on board and get involved in 100% because like the, the League of Ireland bar the, bar the top three or four clubs they're struggling you know they're struggling for fans they're struggling yeah. struggling to get engaged with people and to get people involved well I've been saying it for years they, they need to reach out more to grassroots they need to get involved, get kids down, get coaches down, get a couple of coaches down to, to the local club. Maybe Shells would be the best one for us. Or it's, it's the most local. Get a couple of Shells coaches over to do a couple of training sessions with a couple of the teams. Same in Rovers with Tallatown or any of the other cl clubs up there. And 
expand it out, out of the area. Well, there you go, Rovers you and Shells. There's an opportunity. Uh, plenty of kids down here looking for coaches to give them a dig out, and you never know, you might just grow your fan base. Yeah, sorry, Charlie. Uh, because uh, like the effort that goes into coaching kids, you know yourself, and everyone here has been involved in it at some stage. But one thing that you see a spark in a kid when another coach comes in, especially a coach from a a well-known team or a, a, like we, 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 we did some work with um, it's not escaping me now Culver Coaching we got luckily enough we were contacted by Culver Coaching and we got some of our kids out to a few of our sessions and to see the spark in the kids with new methods and new tricks most of our coaches most of their volunteers their parents coming from work okay. they mightn't have the time to put a proper plan in place and the kids are the sponges now yeah. so you, you know they, you can throw what you like at them they'll soak Definitely. it up and they'll keep learning and I know? just noticed the spark especially like we got a few of our under 8s out and I, I was talking to Jeremy Guinness who's one of the coaches and he said keep the spark are seen in the kids in two or three sessions he said it was unbelievable but that's that's also then a knock on effect to the coaches because it gives them yeah, it did. A, a little bit of lift yeah. it gives them a break they're seeing yeah. different ways of doing things and they're bringing their own ideas then back to that you yeah. know? I noticed that we brought our team over to Barcelona a couple of years ago and we got some A licensed coaches that, that done some sessions with them and it brought me on because like, I've coming in I've been out of football for a long time before mm-hmm. I got involved in coaching with Cambridge and the ideas it gave me and the, the, the knowledge it gave me just to see something different. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And it, and it brought the kids on fantastic. We, and the we game has changed. I mean, you, you know, you have managers over the years who are, like the likes of myself years ago, it had been a totally different game to what it is today. Yeah. Uh, so coaching and kids are looking for something totally different. The coaches are looking for something totally different. Everything is much, much more professional. Yeah. You know, You're not man. allowed to throw lime at kids anymore, Terry. <laughs> oh, was that Connors? <laughs> I didn't know that either. <laughs> Keith was only telling me a story yeah. about it. <laughs> um, I'm just going to jump in on you, if that's all right, and I'm going to introduce our goalkeeper of the new trainer in team. Um, that's a uh, suspect, uh, whether he's a goalkeeper or not. Oh, well, he has gloves. I don't know. I don't know. Builder's gloves. Um, the one and only Mr. David Ryan. Welcome, Dave. Cheers, Dale. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Uh, I just listened to the lads there and uh, absolute wealth of knowledge. I am by far the youngest on this panel. I would uh, I'd like to say I'm miles, miles behind all you. You uh, look the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> I just look. Yeah, the same miles behind in height as well. Did you not just recently have a very big birthday, David? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I turned uh, thirty. Now forty. <laughs> yeah, I turned forty. Yeah, not that long ago. But uh, yeah, so how, how long did it take you to turn? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the forty bus, I'd say it was as well. But uh, yeah, so I'd be kind of coming at it more from the the girls' angle with managing there, and um, easy. And um, yeah, I, I think I'll have a little bit of trivia each week for you and we'll see how we go on. A little bit of history maybe and, uh, you know, we'll have girls, guests on and stuff. But um, yeah, so that'll be my side of it. And just to keep it light because you're all old and very serious. So, easy um, now, yeah, easy now. We'll just keep it light. What's, what's old now to you now? What's... what's... <laughs> Dave, if you're if you're you're all the same age when you're between forty and sixty, yeah. it's the same age. Um, which, which end of that are you on, Dylan? I, I'm I'm in the middle. We're just you're just sneaky. That's the age. Um, I'm going to uh, bring in um, our fourth member of the team, um, the man who's I suppose kept Cambridge afloat to get it to this point over the years, um, all basically on his own driving around threatening people in his taxi with ticket money and stuff like that. 
so he's he's done it all and I've been one of his managers uh, when he was chairman uh, the one and only Mr Thomas Gregg welcome it's great to have you here Thomas uh, thanks very much Dylan uh, it's great to be back I think it must be my fifth or sixth time um, bad news is it looks like I'm going to be here every week uh, yeah it's just probably well I don't know every, if every knows in Rings End I've stepped down from Cambridge about a, over a year now and uh, again well this is official and I have to be honest, I got an approach there just before Christmas to get involved with the CY. The girls team, strictly on a coaching level, and uh wasn't really sure if, if I wanted to get back involved, but the more I thought about it, I missed the actual coaching part, the football part of it, you know. I think that's what happened with us to Cambridge. I probably stayed a little bit too long in charge, and uh, I've kind of, what would you say, rejuvenated myself going down now saying that I've only done two coaching sessions so far with COVID um, Anto Owens is the main coach Rachel McGuinness is the manager and I'm the assistant coach and that's the part I like the best assistant coach I go down I help I go home I don't have to listen to the grief and the crap and all that type of stuff so oh yes you will well I know I will eventually <laughs> but uh, so far so good I'm enjoying it and you know it's taken 10 years off me apart from my hair not growing back well. <laughs> you say you're enjoying it <laughs> Well, not not the enjoying it. I'm enjoying, but uh, I tell, tell tell Thomas just on a on a serious end aside. Right, so you you probably are doing something similar to what I do at at CY, where you were the managers, you were involved, you know, deep in the the playing and the coaching side of it. You took over administration side of things, and you know, I I I'm still involved in the, in that at that end of it. But I honest to God, I miss you know getting out now I don't miss the grief and there's tons of stuff I don't miss but you do miss the lights of the dressing rooms and you do miss the banter and match day and everything else is big you know it's I'd, I'd miss that now okay for what you've achieved over the years I mean Dylan probably rightly said you know you kept it going you didn't keep it going you brought it to somewhere else you know you brought it to right 100%. up to totally different levels mm. and then the good thing is you had to handle it safely over to a lot of good people who are there who have, you know, the right um the right want for Cambridge, you know, and that that must have been um must have been a lot easier for you to walk away if it was in the doldrums or something or it was in you know, it was in trouble. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I uh when I got back involved with uh Cormac Finn got me back involved and as I say, I was a little bit iffy about getting back involved for us. He was mainly looking for advice, what to do, how to do it and this and the other because I'd done it for so long. But when I got back involved and seen the new group, you know, this, I'm not saying better people, but more enthusiastic. I could see that was going the way it should be going. And uh, it was a little bit easier for me to step down. I know most of the lads were pretty shocked and the girls when they realised I was stepping down. But uh, I could see that I was in the right place and it didn't really need me. You know, I'd done my bit and I, I did, there was nothing else for me to do. I can see there's new ideas, there's... There's younger people, and you need the youth. You definitely like. I'm getting old. We're all getting old. I'm, I'll be six, well, 59 my next birthday. Uh, but I still David want Ryan's to not. get. Well, I'm not. As, well, I suppose David Ryan's catching up with me slowly. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm kind of saying I was probably getting older quicker with the amount of work I was doing. I lost that kind of, you know, vitality. I just. Whereas now with the girls, I can kind of feel it coming back, you know. I, I've actually took up, as you probably know, a bit of jogging there recently. I'm not any quicker, as Charlie said already, than I was a few years ago. But 
I know now that my ma passed you, boy. <laughs> and that was on a Zimmer frame. <laughs> but now I know that if I'm down doing coaching, I can't just be standing there. If if, if you're showing somebody how to do something, you have to at least be able to run or you know, look. This is how you do it, or this is how you don't do it. You know, so it's a great idea getting involved in coaching. But you have to be able to do the hands-on stuff, and that's what I'm looking forward to. So, you know, like even going back to the Cambridge thing, if if I was ever going back to We'd say football, Cambridge again, it'd be only in a managing uh, capacity. That's yeah. why, like, as I say, I'm doing it at the CY. So uh, I'm, I'm actually, as I say, I'm enjoying it. So here's to the future, you know. Yeah, best of luck. And we're, yeah. we're only delighted to have you on board. But I, I would also say, um, I, I don't think you're too far away from any of the lads of Cambridge, Evan, EJ, dig out or. I know, you know I get advice. phone calls all the time, especially off. And he nearly answers them all the time as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do, yeah, yeah. But uh, Dave or Ryan, fix your secretary. Like, he is pretty good. And he, he, I told him, I'll answer any calls. If you're stuck, you know, you just have to lay down the mark and say, this is how you do it. And I did, it took me years to work all these things out. I didn't just find it out immediately. So if people are asking me, I'm only telling them, to, you know, to help them. So look, try it this way. If it doesn't work, you know, do something else. But most of the, time, most of the things I've told them, the right things because I found out by doing other things that were wrong you eventually find yeah. the right way of doing so it you, know? you can't be an experience yeah, it's you just know. you can't buy it yeah. you know and, and that's what I'm saying further down the line you know whether, well, whether any of the clubs I'd say if, if, the, if the approach you'd always have a decent yeah well I, I'd never tell anybody to do it this way i say look try it this way Like you don't want to be kind of interfering and all that type of stuff look they're doing their own they're doing it the way they want to do it which is the you know the best way. And the odd time will ring you up and say, look, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Yeah, that's great. It's working out and keep doing it. Look, there's 18, 18 teams, I think, down in Cambridge, like, which when I got involved, I think there was four or five. When Dylan and I was there, we had four or five teams. We got up to well, I can remember Cambridge, 16. As, as I, and I, as I said this to before about my father, and the, the lads, the couple of lads in the yacht ring, and Cambridge had one team. Yeah. Um, mm. Mick Bannable's team at the time. And they'd only the one team and struggling big time. Yeah. Um, and out of that, just just people's little bit of determination, they hung on in and they hung on in. Cambridge never went away, yeah. and eventually somebody comes along oh, and, do, and yeah. grabs yeah. it, and it then takes yeah. it to another level. You know, so well, it's 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 very, I suppose, important that for every club, we've all been in the dollars and we all, mm. you know, four well, fellas down training, and this is not, you know, this is mm. not going to work out this season. And but you keep going. Well, I, I've made the point a few times to people within Cambridge, like. You look at certain people as you come along, you kind of get to feel who's a good person, who's not a good person. And, you know, everybody's voluntary, so you, you're not going to say to someone, no, we don't want you. You have to take whoever comes down. But I was delighted to have to put my hand up when Keith came, but I could see me and Keith 20 years ago. Keith has that kind of drive and the push. He wants to do the it. Hairline, don't have it? your looks, Thomas. No, I think it was the hairline. Well, it was the hairline. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes a huge difference. You can you can kind of feel the enthusiasm is if it hits you in the face. Yeah, you know yeah. you can see that he wants to get involved, and everything he's done so far has been hundred percent. He has great ideas, and like I had great ideas myself over the years. But you can see he's gone a little bit higher, and and we all get tired along the way. You, you know, do, yeah. and you do either need a break or you you need yeah. to step down and, and let the fresh blood in. Yeah. And it, that's that's just progress. That's just what it that's is. It. Yeah. But the, the 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 comfort is when you. When you get someone that you can trust, it's you. Yeah, definitely. Right, I'm going to jump in. We're going to take a very quick, quick break <coughs> and uh, we'll come back in. Don't forget, um, all the clubs and anybody else wants to get in touch with us. Um, as I said at the top of the show, it's uh, 
rickradio2020 at gmail.com and uh, the text number is 089-4469-542. Now, this is just a podcast, obviously. So we're about three weeks away from uh, being online live. Um, I just want need to try and keep up to, to not freeze in, in front of the mic and stuff like that. Um, now, now I'll, I'll joke aside, we, uh, we will be on, we'll have an online uh, live stream uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. But at the moment, we're just podcasts. So we're basically a week away from any questions you may t- send in or topics or anything like that. And we'll try and get them mentioned on the following show, if you know what I mean. Um, as all clubs welcome um, we're going to lighten up this show after this break um, we're going to bring in our weekly trivia uh, guru and we might have a couple of uh, Keith's after bringing in an idea of having a few uh, on this days so we might have a couple of things like that I've got a beautiful voice over he actually works for uh, the Eurovision uh, every year uh, Mr Dave Donnelly was going to be doing our voiceovers on the on the, on the football facts so uh after this break, you'll be back with uh, David Ryan and he'll have a trivia question for you. And all we'd say is, no Google. Please no Google. See do you know it. You either know it or you don't. And uh, you can uh, have a go at it. Okay, thank you. You're listening to Tree and You're In. I was just, I was thinking when I was down here, you know, and I know we're going to have more people down telling stories they had from years ago, but I'm just trying to think of a story of when I started out, um, I'd have been playing for Cambridge at the time and Rupert Cummins comes to me and he says oh we need a goalkeeper at Ringsend Rovers now I was 16, 17 at the time Stone Scalacci was playing in the middle Tommy Tommy uh, Tommy Barry and uh, I remember when Richie Richie Kiernan was managing the team you know, and Richie takes him off and he and he runs over to the referee and he's, he's not coming off the pitch and he goes over to the other line and he says he's a banger he's a banger and he's a banger <laughs> <laughs> so he's calling all the team out as bangers and we're playing a match and he just won't come off the pitch but anyway a few years on and we start to get it started to be kind of a bit of a trend to join because Ringsend Rowers back then it was a very very low league we won like three leagues three cups in a row but it was fairly low and then we started to get a lot of young lads coming in uh, the likes of Vinnie Macquarie and all they came down and they played and we kind of it got a bit more serious, and I remember one year we played against Liffey's in the quarterfinals of the Sheeran Cup, actually. And co-host here, the the gaffer, was actually in the other end, in the other nets. Thomas Gregg? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was uh, Charlie Belton was in the other nets. But I just we were beating two one Rovers were. But I remember sitting in the pub afterwards in the old Oarsman, I think it was, and uh, Jimmy Jimmy White is crying because he's had to lose about five or six hundred pounds on, on bets and I never realised how serious it was but it was one all and it was about five minutes to go and Tucker Graham Tucker takes a corner and is it Joe Murray was our left foot and he ducked and the ball hit me in the face and went into the net and the money that was lost on it on the day you could people are crying in the pubs with the amounts of money but uh, I just remember Charlie gave a stonewall penalty away against Vino running in and took him out and nothing was given in the last minute. I actually remember that because I sat on him. That's right, that's right. I actually <laughs> sat on him. The ball broke to the to one side and Vino was going to get forced to it, so I sat on him. And, and he couldn't get up. <laughs> he, he, he reminds you that to this day, you would. I remember, the, I remember him screaming. I know when the lion was going crazy, but it was, I just, I'm just thinking back, you know, and, you know, things like that. It's, uh, and I think that's what the show was, uh, a bit of that as well. You get every week, you get a bit of trivia, a bit of fun. 
and uh, along with the if serious stuff. If that was stuff. nowadays, you'd, ha- you'd be called Varley Bowden. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the, lads, re- the reason why you're in the background now is the likes of that. Right, so here you go. This is for this is for you, lads. You know when the stadium was built as a football pitch. The, uh, like the decade will do. Or is that a Stadium? Seeing this work, keeping it uh, local. It was in the 50s. It certainly was in the 50s. And who played there in the 50s? Shelbourne. Just Shelbourne. How many seasons did Shelbourne play there at league football? One. One. And we, do we know the year? 54 or 53. I can't, I read it, uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a Morton Stadium like the one in Santry. It was built by a man, Billy Morton. Yeah. But do we know what year they played? They only played one year competitive football, and that's the question. So yeah. it led into it. Well, back going back now, there was probably me and Thomas would probably show our age here now. Yeah. That was our playground. That's right. The torn, when it was torn when the torn styles and everything was there, and yeah. it, it was an old dressing room around it, and you used to. But there was no there was no roof on it, and you were able to climb up and walk the the beams across the whole lot. And then when you got into it, you. You actually went down to about four or five foot yeah, before you got up moat. onto the pitch. There was a moat around the pitch. But the fella who laid, just for the interest on that one, the fella who laid Wembley, the original Wembley, laid that pitch and there was never a drop of water on it until they filled it in. But drainage in it was unbelievable. It was all cinders. And do you remember the old dressing rooms? Yeah. They yeah. Had the, uh, the, That's the, the pavilion, is it? Yeah, they yeah, had the yeah. baths. Like the the team, but like like you say in Wembley. So the one you would probably remember so is is the one that he built, the big concrete one. Then after that, but there That's was right, one yeah. before that. It was, it was like an air raid, an air raid shelter. It was ex- exactly like an yeah. air raid shelter. Yeah, and it was an old big bat in the middle That's of it. Right, yeah, like it, it was all uh, toiled out and everything. Oh, so that's not the one that was on the drain? No, the one that oh, okay. before that. Okay, yeah. okay, no, I don't remember yeah. that, lad, sorry. Or, uh, well, I'd say, I'd, I'd, change 50, I'd say 56, I can't remember now. I remember reading about 56, 57. And they know the next team that just before you get the answer, see why he went down and they took the pitch over. And they walked the pitch, because I remember Georgie um, Desai telling me, all the players got together and they walked the pitch, because the pitch was unplayable. Because it was, it was all cinders underneath it. That's right, yeah. And coke, not... Coke, Coke, Coke. Black Coke. Uh, black Coke. <laughs> and they walked it and they cleared it of everything and they made it their own pitch. The likes of Handbag, um, going back to Georgie Desai and all the rest of it. Mm. They all cleared it and made their own pitch before the city council actually gave it to them. Then the city council wanted to throw them off it and because they were forced on it, they Squat- got to go ahead at the time. Right. And all, they got squatters' rights. Very good. And mm. I think uh, everyone's had a time now to think of their answers there at home and wherever. And Thomas, you were... Either side, both times, 55-56 was the season. I knew 56 was in it. Yeah, 53, 56-57. You were were, were either side. You hit the bar twice, you did. I was going to say I was there for the opening match, but I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, well done. All right, that's brilliant, Dave. That's our first... um, that's our first uh, trivia trivia station. We'll try and think of a catchy name for it. Um, Just to let you know, next week we have uh, Rings End's very own Satan Greavesy um, I'm making an appearance. We're not going to tell you who they are. We'll just let you. Uh, we we'll let you. We we'll let. We we'll let you just hear their beautiful voices. Um, they're they're going to come in and grace us with their presence. Two ex brilliant footballers of their time and just two brilliant guys, and they're coming in to help us out with the show as well. So we've a really good team, Charlie, of people. Um, to uh, to work with, we won't. We won't. Obviously, this is the first. This is the first day at school. This isn't. We're not. We're only going to have two people 
possibly three people in the studio every week. Um, at the moment, we uh, we have social distance in mind, um, but we have a few people here now. And uh, But as I said, going forward, we'll just have two or three people every week and hopefully a bit of feedback coming in from people and we'll have a given topic and a given subject. And just to let you know, going forward, when we are back playing ball, we will have all the results and all the call outs of all the scorers and especially in the sk- in the in the skill kids um and we will try and get to because we are getting into video technology here in the radio station as well so we will try and cover a match or two on uh, all the social media platforms when there's a good local match involved with maybe CY and Liffey's and maybe maybe and I know there's, there's plans coming up for a bit of a festival when we're back in so we will have all that we won't say any more about that and we're going to finish off tonight's show, lads. It's been brilliant. It's been great. It's like we never left, I have to say, Charlie. It's a class just to see us all again and have his back. But we're going to finish on uh, a couple of facts from uh, Dave Donnelly. It's going to give us a couple of facts now. And uh, welcome, Dave. So uh, let us know what your, uh, what your facts going to be in a minute. Just to say hello to everybody there and we'll get you in now. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the show. It's good to be here. Uh, I was in once in the last show. I was doing the girls football. <coughs> I had two girls in, so it's good to be here. Great stuff. Okay, and so uh, before we do the facts, we'll just, um, I suppose, just say goodbye, au revoir, or whatever you way you want to say it. So uh, we'll start off. T- Thomas, thanks very much. No bother at all, thank you. And we'll see you next week, hopefully. Uh, Charlie, I'll let you take over the good boys. Yeah, cheers. Listen, as I say, it's the first time we're, we're having a pop at this, you know, in a long time, so give us a bit of slack. Um, if you have any ideas of who you would like us to have in as guests, throw them forward and, you know, we, we can always start. So it's good night from me. And Keith's over there. Give us a big shout out, Keith. And it's good night from him. And our fact man and trivia and goalkeeper, um, Mr. David Ryan. Good night, all. And as I say, we'll have Dave now to finish out the show with a couple of tra- with a couple of uh, facts. Thank you. On this day, 148 years ago, did you know that the very first FA Cup final took place? There was no nets, no crossbar, no halfway line, no substitutes. No free kicks or no penalties. The two teams were Wanderers and the Royal Engineers. This is Dave Donnelly on this day in football.